This podcast is brought to you by Paul Simpkins and the Boldly Lead program, focusing on helping tech leaders like you end the frustration of low-performing teams and losing high-quality employees so they can increase productivity by 50%, go home on time, and sleep better at nights. Hello, and welcome to the Tech Leaders Toolbox. I'm Paul Simpkins, and we're here because how you lead today determines how your team succeeds tomorrow. And you are definitely a leader. And remember that leaders are made, not born. And they're made by a commitment to become better each and every day. In episode two, we're going to take a look at another critical key that will make you a better leader. And we're going to talk about something that you can apply right away. Are you ready? Let's go. So this is the perfect place for you if you want to know the secret to teams that perform with excellence and go the extra mile, and you know that it starts with you. If you are willing to keep yourself open to being teachable, this is the perfect place for you. However, this is not the place for you if you aren't ready to make your team members a priority. If you aren't ready to change the way you do things to get better results, Go ahead and stop this now and move on to something else because this will not be the place for you. In this second session today, we're going to look at the next critical key to become a better leader. And as I promised, I'm going to give you something you can apply right away to help get you on track. Now, you may remember if you listened to episode one, we talked about caring, that people want to know that you authentically care for them and that they matter. And remember what we said, that unless they know they matter, nothing they do will matter. So the next key is to communicate with people. President Gerald Ford once said, if I went back to college again, I'd concentrate on two areas, learning to write and to speak before an audience. Nothing in life is more important than the ability to communicate effectively. A few years back, there was a survey by a consulting firm called Millennial Branding, and they asked a whole bunch of employers about the top seven skills that they looked for and people that they wanted to bring into their organization. And what do you think 98% of them said? 98% of them identified communication skills in that list of seven skills that they wanted. In most cases, it was the number one skill. In fact, according to a Harvard Business Review study, it is the number one criteria for advancement within an organization. Some additional studies give us more light on that. A company called Watson Wyatt Worldwide uh, did a study that discovered that communication is a vital key to better employee engagement and financial performance. So clearly, communicating is one way we show we openly care about people. Clearly communicating makes our values clear. It establishes our expectations. It builds trust because people feel included, valued, and respected. Without communication, 
there can be no trust. There's this too. Communicating with people is just the right thing to do. So how do you know whether you are communicating well? Well, author and political activist George Bernard Shaw said the biggest mistake we make in communicating is thinking that it has actually occurred. So I wanted to give you a little quiz, and this is something that you'll just be able to answer in your head on this, and it will be a nice little guide for you as to whether you or not you are really communicating effectively with others. So listen up carefully, and you might want to, if you might want to get a piece of paper real quick and be able to write down your responses because we're going to score it a little bit too as well. And it's just a few questions. So here it is. The reason I asked you to get a piece of paper with this is because what you're going to do with this communication quiz is I'm going to have you write down a number for each of the questions on here. And that number is going to be a score. And then we're going to add that up at the end. And that's how you're going to figure this out. So there's 10 questions at all. So you might want to go down the piece of paper and just write 1 through 10 going down the page. And then next to that, you'll be able to write a number in response. Are you ready? Here's the first question. Do you think about who you are speaking to when you form your message? You're going to write down 4 if you always do that, 3 if you usually do it, 2 if you rarely do it, And one, if you never do it. Now, obviously, you have to be honest with yourself on this, so write that down. Four, always. Three, usually. Two, rarely. Or one, never. So, again, the question was, do you you think about who you're speaking to when you form your message? That was question number one. Question number two. Do you get to the point... Again, four, always, three, usually, two, rarely, one, never. Do you get to the point? Question number three. Do you use active voice? Active voice means that typically you're talking about an action now, not an action that happened in the past or in the future. So again, do you use active voice? Four for always. Three for usually, two for rarely, one never. Question number four. Do you avoid cliches? Again, four always, three usually, two rarely, one never. Question number five. Do you avoid accusations? Again, four always, three usually, Two rarely, one never. Question number six. Do you consider what you're going to say, especially when replying to someone else? I'll repeat that question. Do you consider what you're going to say, especially when replying to someone else? So again, you're going to put a four, three, two, or a one. Question number seven, do you pay attention to body language? Pay attention to body language. Four for usually, one for never. Question number eight, do you ask for feedback? Do you ask for feedback? 
four always, three usually, two rarely, one never. Question number nine. Do you invite questions? Do you invite questions? Four always, one never. And finally, question number 10. Do you listen carefully? Again, four always, three usually, two rarely, one never. So that's it. Total up your points. If you end up with total points of 35 to 40, well, you are an excellent communicator. Keep up the good work and keep looking for ways that you can continue to improve that. If you got anything below 35, and the worst you could end up with is 10, if you got anything below 35, then you need to consider working on developing your communication skills. There is plenty of room for improvement in there. So that's it. That's the simple method for determining how good of a communicator you are at this point in time. So how did you do on that? Did you see where you have areas to perhaps improve your communication a little bit more? Most of us do, including me. I've been a communicator and uh, leading seminars and workshops for many, many years, and yet still, I need to work on the way that I communicate effectively with other people. It's, by the way, one of the reasons why I am also still a member of a Toastmasters club and go to the weekly meetings. It's a great opportunity, a great place to uh, have a safe place to fail in learning how to communicate better with others. So I talked about giving you a take-home tip, something you can work on right away. So here's what you want to think about in terms of something you can start working on right away to make your communication better. There's two things you want to think about, two words basically, consistent and constant. Your communication needs to be consistent and constant with your people. Now, what do I mean by consistent? Well, people need to know what they can count on. Uh, years ago, I worked for a man, very volatile temper. And a lot of times you never knew what set it off. They would, they would come into work and one day they would be the nicest person in the world and, and they were happy and they greeted everybody and treated everybody nicely. And then the next day they'd come in and... And it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde almost. And, and we never knew what to expect. And so it always kept everybody on edge because you never knew what was coming next. And when you're on edge like that, well, it, it's hard to trust somebody. And it's hard to really be open to anything they have to say because, well, you just don't know what's going to happen. Is, are you going to be... Are you going to be heralded? Are you going to be uh, recognized? And are you going to be commended? Or are you going to be berated? And, and it kept everybody on edge all the time. Uh, you, can't, you can't keep changing your moods. You can't keep changing levels of information that you need to be, that you provide people. You need to be consistent about providing everybody with all the information they need to do their jobs. Be as open as you can. Keep in mind to have control of your emotions when you deliver your communications, when you talk with people, even if you're frustrated, even if you're angry, even if somebody really, really messed up. 
Keep control of the emotions so that you don't fly off the handle. And be sure to deliver what they need every time. That's what it means to be consistent. Now, what about constant? What does that mean? That means that there is no such thing as over-communicating when you're dealing with people. In fact, most of us, our problem is not over-communicating. Our problem is under-communicating. We don't say it enough. Have you ever noticed that? You might mention something one time to somebody, hey, don't forget this Friday, such and such is happening, right? And half the people forget it. But if you mention it every day, they're more likely to remember it because they hear it multiple times. In the field of learning technology, they've discovered that people need to hear something or experience something seven times before it sticks. Seven times. And that can be in a lot of different ways, but they have to experience it seven times before it really sticks. So if you just tell them something one time, you can be pretty much assured they're not going to remember it. And you haven't gotten your message across. So being constant means that you need to talk to them every day if you can, communicating what you want them to know. And even better yet, rather than talk, ask questions and listen. Think about how much more you will learn from and about them by simply listening. Ask them questions. How are things going? What do you need from me today to help you move forward? So remember those two things. Keep your communication consistent and keep it constant. There's no such thing as over-communicating. While you're here, take a moment right now to go ahead and subscribe to the Tech Leaders Toolbox podcast. You'll find the button to subscribe right here on the page. Do that, and you'll always be up to date on the bold and innovative leadership principles we're sharing here. Oh, and come join the Tech Leaders Toolbox Facebook group as well, where we'll all discuss these concepts in more detail and answer your questions. So subscribe today and share this with your friends. So now, as I mentioned, I love, uh, in the previous episode, and if you read the uh, introduction to this podcast, I love outdoor cooking all kinds. I like to grill. I have a smoker in my backyard and I will often uh, cook pulled pork and beef ribs and pork ribs and so forth. I love that kind of cooking and I camp a lot. So I also do a lot of cooking using over open fires, using Dutch ovens, using coals and so forth. And I just like everything about it. Just something about the flavor of food cooked outdoors just makes it a little bit different and a little bit better. And I love that. And so each week I want to share with you uh, an outdoor cooking recipe. And, and a lot of times, for those of you who don't like cooking outdoors, when I share these recipes, I'll also give you some insight into how you might be able to cook that inside uh, at your home if you're not interested in cooking it on the outside. And so this week, what I wanted to share with you is a standard within uh, camp cooking called a Mountain Man Breakfast. The Mountain Man Breakfast is one of those hearty breakfasts that you cook. It fills you up. It provides you with a lot of protein and helps get you going on the day. Gives you the energy you need and the calories you need to uh, steam your way through a full day of camping, which can take a lot of energy out of you and it burns a lot of energy. 
So here's how a mountain man breakfast works. In this case, instead of you, you could use a Dutch oven for this and do this over a fire. You can also use like a cast iron skillet or something like that. That works real well as, uh, real well as too. Uh, I like using the Dutch oven for this because typically I end up making larger quantities of this than what I'm going to give you in this recipe. So here's what you need to do a mountain man breakfast. You're going to need about a half a pound of bacon, which you're going to cut into pieces, uh, about one inch pieces. You're also going to get a half pound of sage sausage. You can use a breakfast sausage if you want. Uh, you could use Italian sausage, but I prefer just a nice sage flavored or just a standard breakfast sausage. Bulk sausage is what you want. You don't want to buy links. You don't want to buy patties. You want to buy the bulk sausage that comes in the tubes. And then you want a medium onion, which you're going to cut up into, dice it up into pieces, and about a two-pound bag that you can buy in the freezer section of hash brown potatoes. And then finally, you're going to need about a half pound of uh, extra sharp cheddar cheese that's been grated up uh, so that it's uh, shredded. And then you need about a dozen eggs. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to take that, bo that bacon that you've cut into pieces and you're going to fry it up until it's crispy and then put it on a paper towel to dry out. And then you're going to cook the sausage. And then you'll also put that on a paper towel to dry out. And then you're going to add your diced onion to the pan. And don't make sure, by the way, that you don't take the grease out of the pan in between. There's a little oil in there from the sausage and the bacon. You want it to stay in there for this uh, because it helps keep everything from sticking. So you throw your diced onion into the pan, cook it for a few minutes, stirring it around. Then add the hash brown potatoes in, cook them up for a little bit as well. Usually it'll take you, you know, three to five minutes to cook those up. Then stir your bacon and your sausage back in there. Mix it all up together. And while that's happening, have someone take all your eggs and put them into a bowl, break them up into a bowl, and add a little black pepper to them, and then beat them up real good. And then just pour that over top everything. And then just keep stirring it and stirring it. Constantly stirring, making sure you scrape the bottom. Stir it around until all the eggs are set. Take it off the stove. And remember, if you're using cast iron, cast iron holds the heat, so it's going to stay hot longer. So you're going to take it off just a few minutes before it fully sets. And the heat from the cast iron will continue to cook it even after you've taken it off. So you remove it from the stove, add your shredded cheese on top, and you're ready to go. And I guarantee you, this is a hearty breakfast. It's going to serve at least six people. Uh, it's a hearty breakfast that's going to keep you full uh, to go out there for and enjoy the rest of your day. It'll definitely keep you full until lunchtime. It's a great hearty breakfast. And by the way, if you like outdoor cooking and you want to learn more recipes like this, uh, I have a Facebook group that I welcome you to join. It's called the Smoke and Ash Group. It's out on Facebook, Smoke and Ash. Uh, join that group. You can uh, send a request in to me to join on Facebook and I'll gladly add you in there. And I've got me and all of my friends and we're sharing all kinds of recipes, ideas and concepts and even new tools and everything for outdoor cooking. Again, that's the Smoke and Ash Facebook group. And if you have a favorite outdoor cooking recipe you'd like to share with me, all you have to do is send me an email to tltoolbox.com at boldlylead.com. 
That's tltoolbox at boldlylead.com and send that recipe to me. And uh, in later episodes, I'll gladly share that on the air and give you credit for it so you'll get to hear your name as well. Well, that's all we have time for today. So again, we talked about in our uh, how we care for other people and we talked about the importance of communicating with people and how important it is that our communication be consistent and be constant in order to be able to lead people more effectively. So before we go, just one last thing. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, The Tech Leader's Toolbox, And again, you should be a button there on the screen at the bottom, somewhere near the bottom of the screen. There's going to be a little button there to subscribe. Make sure you just subscribe to this so that you get noticed when we release new episodes, which we're planning on doing weekly right now. We'll have an episode released weekly, and you'll know when those come out, and you can hear the next episode. And in fact, in the next episode, we're going to talk about the next key, the third key, that's going to help you be a more effective leader. And again, that will be available uh, the week following when this one is released. Well, that's it for now. Oh, one other thing, by the way. Uh, we also have a Facebook group for this podcast. It's called the Tech Leaders Toolbox, and you can go out and be a part of that as well. Be sure and share all this with your friends. Let them know this exists out here. The more, the merrier. And we'll explore as things go along and learn more about how we can be effective leaders within our industry. That's all for today. Thank you for coming. Bye-bye.